You're listening to the FND podcast where we're talking all things FND. Hey there, this is Deddy, and welcome to another special My FND Reality podcast where there was a question posed by a lovely FND named Hope for FND. And she asked the question Head protection for those with need. We need them? So we answered and talked about it on the FND podcast with Chucky here on the Chucky Chat. And here it is. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one too because I looked at this idea um, for a little while because I was having a lot of um, seizures and really couldn't be up and, up and around or really doing anything. And I thought, well, maybe that's kind of where I have to be going in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what to say about this other than the sense that it makes sense for you to get it if you think that it will help you get out and do more and be yourself more and you'll feel safe. I tend to think if you're putting yourself in situations where you are likely to fall onto your head, you probably probably shouldn't be putting yourself in those types of situations. So any anytime when you've got seizures and any anything that you're aware that where you're aware you're going to go down that bad path, you really shouldn't be kind of you know, up and walking about, you should have some type of, you know, somewhere to go and sit or be in your wheelchair or be lying down on those sort of things. Headwear, I don't know. It's really hard. It's a really, really hard conversation to have because it is can be quite confronting and quite sort of... Um, if your OT recommends it, if your doctor recommends it as well, if yeah. you feel like you need it too as well. I mean, I think that's something that, you know is another is another way to protect yourself if you feel as though it's gotten to that point i know that uh, there's another fnd out there um who has actually decked out the whole bedroom because the need is that bad um yeah so you know which is fine like that's what i'm saying i i feel head protection is a good idea if you're really going to not really going to utilize it in the sense that you kind of seizure and you're going to need to you know whatever but i'm saying that i i if i needed it and i want was going to use it i'd be using it in the sense that i'd be making myself go out and be out in the world and do things so if you think that you need that protection sure go ahead and most recently on the panel we talked about it with maggie jess and chrissy and here is our response um so uh, is that for um like non-epileptic attack disorder so can do you guys know if there's a difference between pns and in any ad aren't they just the same thing they're the same thing um functional seizures there's they've got a lot of names and then obviously like again um (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but yeah um, there's a lot of people that don't like to use you know the psychogenic um label label, which is completely fair i'm one of those enough. Um, I have non-epileptic seizures on here because I don't want yeah, words. Yeah, yeah, non-epileptic, um, non-epileptic or functional seizures is the most accepted names for them. Or yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, headgear. I think um, it depends on I guess the level of seizures. It's hard to tell. I think definitely when you're having seizures, you have to protect yourself as much as possible uh, mm-hmm. and have a person with you. Headgear is that like a almost like a helmet to protect yeah. your right. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's interesting because even I've heard stories in hospital where there's not been enough protection of seizures and that actually causes more issues 
yeah as well because you do injure you can injure yourself and i think it depends on the level of seizures you have and who's around you and what your environment looks like etc etc um therefore a helmet would be discouraged apparently so yeah i don't know i personally don't know enough to comment on the helmet situation but all i can say is that like i just pop up like i always try and protect my head and just I don't restrain it and let it do its thing when I'm seizing because yeah. otherwise, and you know, I, I do feel dizzy. I think we all can get concussion or dizziness or obviously injuries from falling or from convulsing, um, depending on our seizures. So I guess, yeah, it, I think it's interesting because their mortality rate of FN, like of PNES, it's a bit morbid, but like, um, it, I think it's like, there's definitely a, you know, it reduces your life expectancy and reduces your, like, statistically because of the amount of injuries. And mm. you can actually, if you stay in a seizure too long, even if it's non-epileptic, you can die. Like, because it's something to do with the, um, it's obviously the respiratory system, but there's something to do that tell in your blood. I think it's something where your, your body literally shuts down because you're in an altered state, of course. So, um yeah, that's an interesting question. Headgear. I don't know. Don't I know guess, the answer. I guess you, I mean, look, it is for protective reasons. And, you know, you can you can have um, different severities of um, FND and your seizures as well. It can mm. be quite severe too, uh, um, how it affects you. So, you know, your OT or your personal reference preferences i suppose you can actually request to get you know your helmets um the way that you want it to it just depends on how much you actually suffer with head injuries as well with mm. your seizures too so it's so tricky because yeah. well, that's what how, how do you put say. on how do you put on a like personally i don't have enough warning i've like a couple of seconds warning before seizures or i can just mm, feel so it I. I don't wouldn't have time to put a helmet on Personally, that's the thing, that's the thing the that time, I, but. yeah that's the thing that I don't really understand like personally I don't I really don't see how like I understand I totally understand why you would want to but I just don't see how it would become useful if unless you literally are wearing it all the time yeah for that just yeah. in case sort well, of thing unless you have head injuries prevalent majority mm. of the time that you have mm. your FND as well then yes. that would be more or less a protective one for yep. you I, would I have say. smacked my head that many times like fainting yeah and having non-epileptic attacks that mm. you know I probably should but like at the same time I really I I, I you can't wear it all the time I mean why, like, like how <laughs> I, I don't know it's actually interesting though I don't know if because I seize very frequently like probably average 10 times a day um which is, yeah, all types of seizures. I've, like, it really depends on the day. I have partial, mm. um, absent, and then full-blown, like, you know, tonic-clonic. Um, but, like, I, when I'm full, so sometimes I, because I, I have that few seconds of warning, I go, ooh, and then I, I lose muscle tone, but I can, like, almost lower myself to the ground and protect my head sometimes. Mm. Like, not always, but most of the time I actually, my body, even though I'm in an altered state of consciousness, I actually weirdly protect my head as like and I don't know if that's like a reflex or anything but I think it is I mean yeah. there's definitely times where I haven't like when I had those attacks where I like 
literally lost all consciousness and just went bang to the ground, like pretty much like a syncope faint, yeah. if you want to think about it that way. But yeah, and I hit my head quite a few times. So I don't I know. It depends on your kitchen table sitting at it. <laughs> oh, I've lost yeah. consciousness and just gone. <laughs> I've done bang up with an egg on, on my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Chrissy, no. what's your input? Yeah, I think it's case by case. I mean, mm. yeah. case by case is different. And if you're having constant, you know, drop attack seizures, whatever you want to label them as throughout a day. Mm. Yeah. I actually watched um, an episode on, I don't know if you've watched that show on Netflix or Stan called Diagnosis. Yeah, I have. Mm. Yeah, and that little girl that was suffering with though, she had that rare genetic mutation and she was suffering with drop attacks and she was having like 300 of them a day. Mm. Um, and she went over to Amsterdam and met another child who had this really super rare condition and his family would put him in a helmet often during the day because he was just dropping all of the time. Yeah. Um, I think it would definitely be case by case and that would be yeah. a top you would have to have with your doctors your therapists yeah all of those to determine and then you've got to make the best decision for you regardless yeah yeah and it's the same with like even Tourette's I know and um like for me I had quite severe tics um not as much as anymore but with my FND I have severe tics where I was hitting and like at Mm. some points when I was really flared so I was was having like I got bruised chest and things because I was hitting the same spot all the time and even like I know people with Tourette's hit their face quite a lot um and there has been seizures where I've actually hit my face which is weird I don't know I've done the same my face and my chest yeah yeah yeah. it's like almost I don't know um Mm. and I know people with Tourette's do wear like protective gear but Mm. again that would be yeah I think it's all about like, yeah, case by case, definitely. And, you know, amount of time you can get it on before flares and things. I think that's an interesting thing to chat to a healthcare professional about. But I was really curious as to why Hope for F&D was asking. So I posed the question to her and this was her response. Good morning and thank you very much um, for posing the question to me. And it is an interesting question about looking at helmets for people who have non-epileptic attack seizures. The reason that um, I raise this is because uh, recently I was admitted to hospital after sustaining another head injury from a non-epileptic seizure. In the last couple of weeks I've had two CT scans because I am susceptible when I have drop seizures to hitting my head. I've hit my head on the worktop, on tiled flooring, on the side of a chair, wooden chair, and also fallen down the stairs and hit my head on a radiator. And each and every time I've stained a bruise somewhere on my face, the areas that I'm susceptible to hitting are my temples and the front of my head. Paramedics were called out to the last set of seizures that I had because they were uncontrollable and part of my FND is slurred speech, but it's also a warning sign for paramedics that it could be a stroke, even though I knew that it wasn't, but I had hit my bed, my, sorry, my head quite hard and I was brought into hospital and had an urgent CT scan. Thankfully, it was fine. But I posed the question to the to my local trusts 
epilepsy uh, nursing team about obtaining a helmet because I am prone to hitting my head quite a lot and was advised that I wouldn't be eligible due to the fact that people with non-epileptic seizures do not hit their heads. As you can imagine, this was really distressing for me to hear because I was able to prove from my own medical history that people with non-epileptic attacks, seizures, do fall and hit their heads. Um, the fact that I'd had two CT scans in a couple of weeks um, it was absolute evidence of that. So I did a quick poll. I just wondered what people were feeling. So I just wanted to put the question out there to other people with FND and uh, non-epileptic seizures. And uh, just over 70% of them came back. And this was a poll that involved around 32 people. So it's quite a high number that came back where people had commented to say that they had hit their head. Uh, one particular person um, had suffered two bleeds on the brain. Another particular person had sustained a concussion. Others had sustained bruising and some cuts. There's also a young girl who suffers with FND who has non-epileptic um, seizures. And she was also refused uh, appropriate head protection so her parents bought her a riding hat because she's susceptible to hitting uh, the temples as well when she has a seizure so they had no choice but to buy her a riding hat which they decorated for her. So I think this is an area of concern and I did pose it to one of the FND charities and it was discussed at one of their committee meetings. Unfortunately the outcome wasn't what I was looking for but the general consensus was that head injuries are a risk in people with um, functional neurological disorder but there isn't enough evidence that the non-epileptic attack seizures are life-threatening and they would discourage uh, helmets because they can be used as a reminder that that particular individual suffers from seizures. The overall conclusion was that this is on a this should be assessed on an individual basis and um, that each person with FND should have a discussion with their clinician. Unfortunately not all clinicians are aware of uh, functional neurological disorder and some of them still live by the thoughts that it's psychologically triggered and you know my concern here is that you know we until we get out there and educate and raise awareness of the need for head protection we're not going to get what we need some some clinicians are going to be fantastic and um, allow us to have head protection but my fear is the majority aren't going to get the head protection that they desperately need. I take on board the point about it being a reminder to the individual about seizures but then I see head protection as no different as to me using my wheelchair me using my wheelchair or me using my crutches. That doesn't remind me every day that I've got FND. What it does is it gives me independence. It means that I can still go out. So I would turn that actually into a positive. So head protection for me would mean that should I want to go out in my wheelchair, should I have a seizure while I'm out, and should I bump my head on the pavement, I have protection. I'm looking at the overall costing of this. It's going to save the local NHS lots more money 
because people won't be admitted because they've had seizures, because hopefully the head protection that they have will be enough for them. And I think that's why I have a huge concern. So it would be great if you could share this on your podcast. I look forward to some feedback. If you require anything else from me, please um, just drop me a message. I'm currently in rehab, as you know. Um, one of the reasons that I am in rehab was because um, I sustained a head injury uh, after a seizure, which is quite ironic, really. But yeah, looking forward to seeing what the outcome is. And it would be great if we could have you on board to help us raise the, the need for head protection. Thanks so much. I recently asked a question to Sam. I'm oh. sorry, to Sam. To Lady Jane. Yeah, she's actually just messaged me, actually. Literally, just so you said it. Really? Uh, Lady Jane on uh, Instagram handles Hope for F and D. Yes. She just yes. she just been telling me about she's been meeting with a good consultant, but the fact that's actually interesting. He told her that the morality rate is two point five higher in F and D patients. With without the helmets in regards to 2. the helmets. Two point five higher in F and D patients, the mortality rate. For need? With need. F and D. For F and D. Yeah. Wow. That's scary. That is scary. That's, mm. That's actually truly shocking. Yep. Yep. And she actually told I, me well, to actually raise that. And I'm like, yes, I will. There you go. Yeah. I've got a lot of time for uh, what we call we beat. I spoke to her a couple of times on Instagram and uh, mm-hmm. Facebook and She's right. Yeah, there is a need for head protection, and I think the pr- the problem is you get too many people who have either been trained and it's been their different kind. We spoke about the the new training needs to happen, but that's not going to happen due to the fact that it costs money to retrain people. A lot of places. You've got to remember, if you're, if you're in a place where the funding's not there, say if you pay for it, if they have to retrain them, that means it's going to cost you more money to then go and speak to them as well. Mm. So it's it needs more awareness and there's ways of going around it and ways of getting people to get that awareness, but it's very difficult, especially in the UK, trust, as we said, it's trust by trust basis. And if you can go private, brilliant. But I've I've looked at riding hats in the past, and I'm not a fan of wearing them. And that's the other thing is a lot of people are not a fan of wearing things that I know that are going to be restrictive as well. Yeah. Some people knowing they've got something under there that could cause anesthesia. This is the issue. It needs to be something that can be worn, that can stay on, but not too um, Restrict- restrictive. It's a it's a difficult topic, not in terms of what the topic is, but how you implement it. But we will definitely, definitely try and w- raise more awareness to it. One hundred percent. It's just a very difficult one Look, because controversial. I say controversial as well because there are other yeah there are other um, points of view to to it. But I do agree that if indeed you feel that you need it, and I have said it because um, I did make an episode on it. And I sent it to her and I said it at the end of it. If you do feel that you need it, 
then you should have the capability of getting it for yourself for protection if you feel that you're more prone to getting your head injuries especially. It's it's people's choice in that sense. And like she just literally put a post up about a medical seizure bracelets, the actual medical bracelets to let people mm-hmm. know. And I've just seen a load and I'm definitely going to get one because I don't have anything that says on me that I'm epileptic. Non-epileptic seizures or FND. I yeah. have my watch and I come in for one, but I've got nothing that says it kind yeah. of thing. So it's worth, in that sense, get some sort of ID tag on you that says this person has FND. And least the, the need, need whatever um, whatever else you've got, even if it's a chain that got it on, like a, on a, like yeah. you know, with a little badge as well, or like yeah. In the UK, there's the hidden disability lanyard, which is the sunflower ones, mm-hmm. which I've just had to reorganize, reorder mine because I lost mine. That's really cool uh, that you guys have got that. Obviously, she is right. When you have need seizures and attacks, you can very well sustain injuries and falls. FND is very unique to each individual. And who are we to deny a person a right to protection and prevention when they truly need it, especially with head injuries? So there have been FNDs who have had severe injuries with falls and seizures. And if it does impact you quite prevalently, especially head injury wise, Um, and you do consult your health professionals and team, you get assessed and there is a need for head protection, why should you not get it? Why should you be denied it as well? Um, So I'll pose the question to our listeners and I wonder what your response is. What do you think? Um, Hope for F&D. I hope that you get the support there and would love to know what you all think. Please leave a comment and your thoughts with Hope for F&D on her Instagram or with us on our Instagram page. And until next time, please stay safe, love hard and peace. I hope that you can come along this journey with me, all things functional neurological disorder. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and also follow me on Instagram there at the FND podcast. Keep learning about FND, spreading the word, supporting the FND organizations all around the world, and even telling your lived experience with FND will help. Every little bit helps in the world of FND and being an FND warrior as well as we are all each and every one of us FND warriors. Now, if you need any more information about FND or functional neurological disorder, check out these websites at www.neurosymptoms.org by Professor John Stone, FND Australia Services at www.fndoz.org.au. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you coming along and listening to Boot. See you next episode. And as always, stay safe, love hard, and have a good one. Take care now. Peace.